Not past the Evans word. Not past the Sowers word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you for your word. Because it's always a lamp unto our feet. It's always a light unto our path. It always refreshes us. And so, Father, we thank you this morning for an opportunity to come and hear from the Spirit of God. So we step back now for the Spirit of God to step up and minister life and direction to your people. And I thank you, Father, for signs, miracles, and wonders happening in the lives of these married couples and their families. And Father, we will praise you and we will give you glory and honor for what you're going to do in our hearts, in our minds, and in our lives. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Let everybody say amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I heard a story about a man whose wife's credit card was stolen. They did not discover that it was missing until about two months after looking for it. So after discovering it was stolen, he contacted the police to make them aware of the situation. And so after a couple of weeks, the police called the husband and said, well, they found the thief who was using your wife's credit card. The husband said to the policeman, Please let him keep the card because he spends less, must, less money than my wife. <laughs> Today's message for our married couples is really going to bless you. Most of you will know what we're going to talk about, but very few couples effectively do it. Whenever I meet with married couples, the core of most of their issues are a result of them not functioning in agreement. Say agreement. So my prayer today is that you will not only listen to this message, but begin to practically carry it out. So if you're taking notes, the message title is Operating in Marital Agreement. Operating in Marital Agreement. And if you have your Bibles, I want you to find 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 7, and then Amos chapter 3, verses 3. That was 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, and Amos chapter 3, verses 3. This is going to be a very good session, and after we're done today, I guarantee you, if you will exercise the principles that we give you, you'll be able to better communicate in your relationship. Now, last week we talked about adjusting your marital belief system, and the lesson was important because it helps married couples to have the same spiritual belief system. Now, in 1 Peter chapter 3, if you have it, I want you to turn there because it's the foundation of what we want to talk about this morning. This is what it says. Likewise, you husbands dwell or live with them, your wives, according to knowledge, giving honor. Say honor. Giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. 
Now, let me just stop there because weaker vessel does not necessarily mean physically weaker as much as it means finer. In other words, you know how you have fine china is very, very fragile but expensive. That's what he's talking about there. You treat her like some fine china. Stay focused. And as being, watch this now, and as being heirs together. Say heirs together. Say heirs together. Watch this, of the grace of life. And here is why, that your prayers be not hindered. Now let me read this out of the message translation because it's very good. It says, the same goes for you husbands. Be good husbands to your wives. Honor them, delight in them. As women, they lack some of your advantages. But in the new life of God's grace, your equals treat your wives then as equals so your prayers don't get run around. Here's now in the Living Bible. You husbands must be careful of your wives, being thoughtful of their needs and honoring them as the weaker sex. Remember that you and your wife are partners in receiving God's blessings. And if you don't treat her as you should, your prayers will not get ready answers. Pick your mic up, baby. You're not ready? Okay. Well, you you just amen then. So here's the first formula. Honoring plus unity equals prayers answered. Dishonor and disagreement equals prayers not answered. So here's the million dollar question. What does it mean to walk in marital agreement? Go to Amos chapter 3. Amos chapter 3. The biggest issue with married couples is not making decisions. It's making them in agreement together. It says here in Amos 3, and I'm reading out of a different version, but it says here, well, I'm going to start in the King James and then I'll move over. It says, can two walk together except they be agreed? Another version says, can two people walk together without agreeing to meet? Now, if we take this verse literally, Then if two people are physically in two different places, there must be a discussion to determine where you will meet in order to walk together. In other words, if Pastor Sarah was sitting on the front row, if she and I needed to walk together, then we would have to determine where we're going to meet before we could walk together. In other words... She can't stay there and I stay here and we walk together. We have to first determine where we're going to meet and then be able to walk together. Amos 3.3 in the New Living Translation says this. Can two people walk together without agreeing on the same direction? Now the word agree there means to set a time, to meet, and to assemble. Everybody say to set a time. To meet and to assemble. Now this is very important because we read a statistic last week that the average married couple only spends four minutes a day alone with each other. 
Now, that may not be the case for some of you in this room, but if you physically calculate the time that you spend with your spouse, it's probably not a lot because of what we have going on in life. Now, Pastor Sarah and I's life is a little different because we work with each other. So we're around each other for the most part, most of the time. And she loves every minute of it. (laughs) It is unhealthy, say unhealthy. It is unhealthy to make all of your marital decisions on the run. What do I mean by that? You're making decisions without being in each other's presence. This means you're deciding by text, you're deciding by phone, you're deciding by email, you're deciding independent of each other because there are married couples that will make decisions without their spouse. Well, I didn't get one amen in the room. Wow. Maybe I need to stay right there. But that's okay because the lesson's going to help you because when you make decisions outside of your spouse... What you're saying is, I don't trust them to make it. Trust is the biggest area that hurts a relationship. Now, once couples set a time to meet and assemble together, then the next order of business is what direction are we going to go? So you decide a time. Okay, baby, what time are you coming home tonight? I'll be there around 7. Okay, well, uh, 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 what are we eating? Well, what do you want? Okay, this is the this is the whole conversation every single day with Pastor Sarah and I. She asked me what we gonna eat, like I can cook. I ask you? Yeah, you always say, "Babe, what we gonna eat?" You ask me. No, we both ask it. You listen. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If we had a reality show, it would show Pastor Sarah coming to me because I'm amazed every time she asks. Yeah, sometimes I just have to ask him to find out if he has a solution. Because that's that never-ending question. The solution is I can be what out, you going to do. I can be out preaching. I can be out preaching in another state. Sweet, what the heck Landon going to eat? I'm not there, babe. Figure it out. I don't want to figure it out. That's the problem. I don't want to figure it out. Hallelujah. So this is where communication makes or break a relationship right here. Communication is the glue to agreement. Yes. Write that down. Communication, you and your wife talking, is the glue to agreement. In other words, you will never walk in marital agreement until you learn to communicate. Mm. Now, let me say this. Agreement and support are different. Many couples don't walk in agreement. They walk in support. What that means is if one of the spouses wants to do something that the other spouse either doesn't feel comfortable with them doing it or doesn't want them to do it at all, what that spouse does so they won't hurt their spouse's feelings or, watch this, they fear saying no to their spouse for whatever reason because they might get punished, they eat, they just show support. And support is just you saying, well, if that's what you want to do, okay, well, go ahead and do that. The problem with that is if the decision that they decided to make backfires, now the person who was in support will come back and say, well, I didn't want you to do that anyway. Mm. I wasn't feeling that. 
Then you give them all of your feelings after the fact. Well, I didn't feel, I just didn't feel right about it. Well, why didn't you say something? Well, I just, you wanted to do it so bad. So if you do that, if you're in support and it backfires, you do not earn the right to come and criticize. Because you shouldn't have supported. Because you should have said something then. So yeah, absolutely. not, then you just got to suck it up like, because both of you are doing it and just be over there going, you know, woe is us, not woe is you. I should have, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Agreement is when you believe the decision is best for the person, the family, and the kingdom. Like I was in support when Pastor Edmund decided to go into dog food business. <laughs> That's just one. I'm way trading commodities. <laughs> you lost so much money for us too. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm trying to make up for it right now. <laughs> Yeah, he, he was a, the, the TV person. You see the person. And you'll see why at, at in 2 a.m. in the morning and he gets the, oh, purchase this. Oh, this is a business. Every real estate package out about it. <laughs> if you want it, just come to me. Don't buy it on TV. And I, I just be it. like, go, babe, go, babe. So when it didn't work out, I didn't say anything. No, she didn't say nothing. Mm-hmm. And you'll see why I'm that way when we read our personality types you in just a minute. You are away, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. uh-huh. So, mm. Praise God. Go for it. Uh, where are you? So, let me say what I said again (laughs) at the end. Agreement is when you believe the decision is best for the person, for the family, and for the kingdom. In other words, if it's not going to benefit those three areas, then don't get an agreement and then begin to discuss your issues with it. So, let's just say your spouse wants to, to get a second job. Because you all want to get some debt out, you know, some get some debt out of the way. But the second job causes your spouse to not have to work on Sundays at all. This is not their primary job. This is their secondary job. And now they're not going to be at church. And let me tell you what happens when you don't come to church on a regular basis. You are going to backslide. You are going to backslide. What does that mean? You are going to go backwards spiritually. Listen, your spiritual life is like a rubber band. As long as you continue to grow, it expands. But the moment you decide to stop... It doesn't stay in the same place too long. It's going, cause tension is there. It's going to eventually go back to where it came from. And w- next thing you know, you're going to start back cussing. I'm just going to stop right there because you know what I'm talking about. Okay, so now we're about to put some slides up. Not yet, not yet. Not, not yet, yet, not yet, not yet. What are we about to do? <laughs> He's frightening me now. Who are you? <laughs> All right, so... It says your slide's on I, my notes. I understand, but then you had me do the test at 4 a.m. Oh, this so you morning. want to do the test. Okay. Right? Well, you was up. Wait, that don't mean that you get to interrupt my uptime. Oh, girl, up at 4 I in am, the morning. I am now, see, up. I get up at 3.30 on Sunday mornings every Sunday. I'm up to avoid all like of you at that time. I, I can't help it. I don't even need an alarm clock. I just get up. And so uh, she just happened to be up. <laughs> So I gave her an assignment. Oh my gosh. All right. Okay, here we go. Okay, so I, um, I'm going to just tell you we, the test that he had me take at that 
godly of the morning, the third watch of the night, was like a personality test. So I'm just going to read a few of our things, not the whole thing, right? So, of course, we did this free online test, and it was, um, you know, I came out sanguine, right? Fun-loving, friendly, and fickle. The sanguine temperament is optimistic and sociable by nature. Often the charismatic party animals and drama queens of society. <laughs> the sanguine person is a stimulation seeker by nature and lives for excitement and fun. My God. It is not hard to be friends with a sanguine because they're sociable and enthusiastic. They talk a lot and means they rarely spend time alone. My God. And rarely stop to think things through. My God. Is able. <laughs> Thus, they tend to be impulsive, chaotic, and unpredictable. My God. <laughs> A sanguine person is rarely serious or aggressive. My God. They're carefree and easygoing, disorganized, dissimulation, impulsive, emotionally demonstrative, and touchy-feeling. My God, my God. Yes, Why I am. have you forsaken yes. me? No, he showed up in your life because you are like on the opposite Praise and you needed some help. Praise him. Okay. Praise so, yes, him. They are touchy-feely. You understand? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I've been living. That. I don't even need that sheet. I could have described you for myself. Well, I could have described you too, but because you know, I've you been living like with it. you for twenty. The career choices Three. would be a bartender. <laughs> Listen, this is the career choices of her personality. A bartender. Woo! What else? Tourist guide. A tourist guide. Motivational speaker. Motivation. At least you fit in one of those right now. Saleswoman. A saleswoman. And social worker. And social worker. Amen. Wait a minute, wait a minute. But her famous people who... Stop it. uh, (laughs) You know, they give you like famous people who your personality is like theirs. I did not circle that part. Watch what I But I know you didn't, but I want to read it. Richard Simmons. I just had to get that in there. I had to get that in there. <laughs> it says that. It says I surrender that. all <laughs> to Jesus. But then it says Oprah Winfrey and Tony yes, Robbins. Yes, yes, Oprah. You know. Let's go there. Oprah. Okay, now let's just read about you for Why don't a minute. We do that? Let's, yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. let's do that. Let's do that. Let's Hardy, do that. headstrong, hot headed. The choleric person is born to instruct, instruct, lead, lead, boss people around, boss people around, <laughs> crusade for a worthy cause. They're rarely shy or wait timid. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what? I don't see no boss people around it, on there. It's in context. <laughs> you see that? That ain't even on the paper. <laughs> They're confident. Competitive. Okay, stop. Okay, let's stop. Let's put this whole thing in context. No, no, you don't. No, you no, don't. No, hold on. You no, didn't no, no, context no, no. me. Wait a minute. You, you didn't, didn't ask for context. No, you did not babe, ask that's for That's not context. right, though. Hold on. No, it, Listen. No, no. When oh, I was yeah, taking yeah. the personality test the first time, <laughs> the first time, say the first time. The first time. Oh, girl is trying to tell me all the answers of how she see me. No, because, first so, of all, none of the answers were really you. It, That's true. None of the okay, answers are really so used. So we were trying I just to work pushed with... the buttons that she told me to push. <laughs> yes, when we did. got down to the end, did you do you know what it said I was? Flagmatic. 
that means laid back, don't care what happens, don't really, you know. I'm like, that you is not like, that me. That is not you, because you're always so up in somebody's face. So I took the test and made my own answers no, based on a, what a I. A phlegmatic think. person would not have thrown coffee on the person. A phlegmatic person would not have blocked the sprint person what in the back of the car. What does my sins have okay. anything to do I'm just with my personality <laughs> type? Okay. Anyway, if they're competitive and task oriented. They're yes. re- they're rarely people persons. Yeah, see, now, I am a people person when I need to be. That's correct, but you're not predominantly one. The church no, don't I'm know not. that, though. No, I'm kind of, I'm an I'm a extrovert introvert. At home, I'm a, you know. I, you can visit us at home, and if pastor don't want to come see you, he is not coming out to greet you. No, I'm not joking. Well, that's if you didn't plan to come. No, it, if it was a plan, I'll it, see you. No. But if it ain't a plan, it just He'll just text me, don't ask me to come out, I'm not coming out. Okay. That is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we need to hurry up. Come All right, on. come on, come on, come on. Okay, he's brash, opinionated, and argumentative. Mm-hmm. Can you tell? Yes. All right, he values strength and courage. Let's see. Natural born leader, self-confident, always right. Always right. I said, I said, babe, they say you always, you have the desire to be always right. He looks at me and says, but I am always right. <laughs> Y'all pray for me. Okay, they never like admitting defeat. That is right. All right, his famous people, no Richard Simmons here. Who you got? But it says that, uh, that I would take a bullet, you know, and I will watch this. I can out bully the bully. You, you are so right because like you bullies. are going to win no matter what. Praise you tie me. people up and you argue with them until they come on your side. What? It's not right. That's you not got... on the paper. But I'm telling you because we're going to that. Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great. Adolf Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put my arm down. But the next one is Bill Gates. Hello. Whatever. Oprah, Oprah. Okay, enough All right. of that. Enough. <laughs> Okay, so first slide, please. This is a real conversation we had yesterday. Oh, Lord Jesus. Okay. Now, look at what my name is, Stud Muffin. (laughs) (laughs) Stud Muffin, okay. So, he writes me yesterday and says, Babe, can we do the communication thing tomorrow? Because that's really the core of what I have written. So, I go, oh, my gosh. When I had the slides I was setting up, I have to make the slides and send to Becky. Also, we need to take two stools then. And I need to get someone to get the kids from UNT. You are Wonder Woman. You can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I say, see, if it was you, you'd say, no, I have plans. Next slide. Look at at how the little boy is Then he goes, but I know. Yeah, go ahead. But I know my wife's personality. I know you. You would never leave me nor forsake you. That's the ultimate buttering now, up. Now, we didn't text that to tell y'all. This no, was just, this was real. This, this is so this is definitely true. All right, so next slide. All right, so babe, when, when I say the word cupboard, what, do you, what, what does that mean to you? It means the, the pantry where you keep all the food and stuff. Wrong. The cupboard is anything that has a door covering it. The pantry, the closet. The dishes. The dish, the, where yeah. the dishes are stored. See the difference? Now, I know the real answer because I've been living with her so long. So if she says covered, I kind of know what she's saying. Okay? Right. All right. So the next, next word. We need, we need to talk. When, 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 when I say we need to talk, what do you say? What do you think? What do I think? Yeah, like we need to talk. About what? <laughs> no, okay. So normally you're the one that says it to me. So right. when you're saying it, what? Babe, we need to talk. <laughs> 
Right. And what's your normal response? I'm fretting like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? Exactly. Like why we have to be in the principal's office. Right. Right. Okay. The next slide. Okay. So I want want to tell you that culture clash is really real. So when you're getting, when you get married, there are two different people coming from two different experiences, two different cultures. No matter if you are from Fort Worth and Arlington, just because you're two different people, you have a home culture that you're exposed to, that you're used to. So especially even if coming from two different states, you know, a person from the north marries a person from the south. Or like in our case, two different countries, two different ethnic backgrounds, just two different everythings. So you find that the way that you filter things, you know, a lot of times is not necessarily right or wrong. They're just culturally different. Mm-hmm. And because they're culturally different, if you have a personality that's more like Pastor Evans, that's more choleric, then you're not going to give grace for that cultural difference because in your mind, your way of thinking is right. Well, if in a marriage, somebody's always right, that means somebody's always wrong. Right. And if somebody's always wrong, then there's no confidence in the relationship. All right. Next slide for me. Okay. We falter through our filters. We have those cultural filters. We have those experience filters. We have those ideas that we filter, uh, the different words that are coming through. So like when he says, we need to talk. Well, the only time people tell me we need to do something like that is like it's a crisis. But for him, it just means we need to talk because you're spending too much money. We need to talk because you need to go pick up Landon. We need to talk because, did you hear from heaven today? This we need to is like. It's just connection for me. It's, but, it's not yeah. necessarily about something wrong or right. It's just connection so we can stay on the same page. Right. But that's not how I interpret it. You see what I'm saying? So my filter had to adjust to we need to talk just means we need to talk. Because literally. that's what married people are supposed to do. You're supposed to talk. But, yeah, okay. Just look at your spouse and say, we're supposed to talk. So listen, babe, let's talk. With a smile, not we need to talk. You know what I'm saying? All right. Next. <laughs> All right, so this is my community. I need to put on my Richard Simmons then. We need to talk. You're getting close. <laughs> so communication personalities. So see if you can find yourself. First one, the boomeranger. This is me. I'm like all of them, but the boomeranger. They turn the conversation back on you. Oi. Sounds like, babe, you left the lights on. This was Evan talking to me. I'll say, well, you left them on last week. then he'll say how is that relevant we're talking about you and i'll say well don't judge me on what you do as well you had an then he'll say if you had an issue you should have brought it up then on your own time right then i then i'll say i just remembered because you brought it up (laughs) the resulted response is frustration and weariness you get frustrated and you get weary because the person is trying to bring something to your attention and you're trying to shirk the responsibility and avoid it by turning it back around on the other person. So you escape all blame so you can have some company. Right? Mm. No one in here does that. Nobody. Next one. That's the second story. The accuser. Their way is the only right way. They use definitives. It sounds like you always. You always. You always leave that out. You always leave the cupboards open. You always put the ketchup down there. You always. Now, when you say you always to a person like me, it means I never, ever, ever from the minute I graced from the womb to this point have ever turned off the lights. 
Not once in my 44 years have I ever turned off one light. How old are you, baby? 44. Okay. Right? But when he says you always, it means you have done that at least two times in the last week. You are consistent in doing it. But I will not receive it. I will go, no, 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 because you're telling me that's a lie. I have done it six months ago. I turned it off. I remember. And he's going, sweet, we're talking about this week, just this week alone. So then we argue about that. Or you never, ever, ever, ever. So you never, this is the accuser. You couldn't have thought that. So you're trying to explain something. No, no, you couldn't have thought that. How do you get to tell the person how they could think? Exactly. How do you do that? I don't know, Evan. How do you do it? I don't know. Uh, All right. You are the last one to leave. So you had to have. You are the last one. Not that you don't have other children. Like some of you have like 10 children. No, there's always another last one. (laughs) Right? Or if you didn't, I wouldn't. You know what I mean? The resulted response is retreat or fight. They retreat and just shut down and be like, you know what, forget it. They give up or they come right back at you. Come right back at you. Right. All right. The next personality, the historian. The historian. Oh, they always keep in tabs. Sounds like no, 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 no. Three years ago. Three years ago. July 12th. To July 2 p.m. 1998. You said that to me. You're always home. 14 years ago. 25 years ago. That's right. 30 years ago when you called that lady on the phone. Uh-huh, I remember. I still have the text message. I sure uh-huh. do. <laughs> they keep, they're always keeping a running tab in their heads. It okay, sounds like you're not going to change. You know, I always have to pick up for you or I always have to do it. They're always reminding you of something that's gone. They never can see the progress you're making. You could have changed in two weeks. You could have changed in three months. But they're still going to hold on to something from three years ago. Or the historian will go, when was the last time I did or you did? They like to keep in time. The result of response is like pastor did. They backslide. They just give up. Because never is enough. It's never enough. Never enough. Never enough. They can never make enough progress to erase the history in your mind. Okay? And sometimes you can't make up for it. You can only move on. Right. Right. Amen. You, you own it. You, you repent for it. You cannot make up for it. You'll always be finding something else to make up for, but you can move on from it. All right. The next one, the emoji, the emoji person, they're all up in the feelings, all up in the feelings, uses their feelings to communicate or manipulate. It sounds like, I just feel you should have said that differently. I hear what you're saying, but just the way you said it to me. That's right. You could have been nicer about it. Just don't want to, don't want to be dealing with the conflict. They just want to, it's about my feelings, you know, or you're not caring about how I feel though. You know, tears. Oh my gosh. Just tears. A pastor don't cry. Yeah. But tears. Uh, man. Or they'll say, I feel like exploding. I'm at, I'm at my wit's end. Just dramatic, right? I feel I'm doing this all by myself. I'm all by myself. I'm doing everything by myself. You know, you don't help me. I just me. feel. I just feel like. I feel like you're here, but you're not here. I feel like you're looking at me, but you're not seeing me. I feel invisible. I just feel. <laughs> 
the response to the other person, when you, when you're on the field, the other person is like, whoa, this is too much. Run, Forrest, run. They just don't even want to deal with you. Or they just like appease you. Okay, what do I have to say to just shut them up? They are not listening to a thing you're saying. I'm telling you. All right, the, the last the lips person. lips are moving, but this is what they hear. <laughs> They're like, huh? The detective. The detective wants to get to the root. All right? So their eyes, private eye, they just, they sound like, why did you? Explain to me exactly what you were thinking. Walk me through it. Where were you at 1059? No, it should have taken you 10 minutes. It took you 12 minutes. Where did those two minutes go? I want to know. Where'd you go? Uh huh. I was tracking your car anyway. You did not go where you said you was going. <laughs> Following you, stalking you. What is this? Okay, there's a person. Who? What? Where? When? Why? How? You before you even get one answer out, another question. No, 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 no. Speak, 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 speak. Wait. You're thinking too. You're taking too much time to think. So they ask you, where were you? And the way they ask you, like, um, 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 I was at Kroger. Were you really at Kroger? Were you I'm really confused. at Kroger? No, 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 but Tom Thumb, see, no, you're lying. No, you're lying. No, you're lying. Took you too long. It took you too, <laughs> you stuttered. You stuttered. They're the person that says, no, walk me through so I can see for myself. Right? The resulting response is the person feels entrapped. They just feel trapped and, and confused. Like, huh? <laughs> All right, the last one, the fixer-upper. They want to solve it. They're the bottom liners. They don't want to hear all of the nothing. They're like, get to the point, sweet. Get this to the point. This is me. This is this me is right here. here. Like, this is like, me right here. Like, sweet. Get to okay, the point. Here, no, these, are, these are real words here. Bottom line. It's like, say what you mean. Because this is what I'll do. I'll say, babe, you want Wendy's? <laughs> right. She'll, let me do it. Let me do it. She'll say, babe. Do you feel like going to IHOP? Aren't you hungry? Don't you want something from there? It's about 3.30 in the morning. Aren't you hungry right now? Don't you want to get up and go? Two days ago, Landon says, Daddy, don't you want to go in your room and watch TV? I said, Landon, is it because you want to be in my room with me? Yeah. I said, well, son, just say, Daddy, let's go in your room because I want to be in there with you. Right. So I, when I want something, I ask him if he wants it, but it really is, I want him to go. But you know what? Because I know that now, I know how to interpret that. She don't even have to say it right now. I just say, babe, what you want? I want a T-bone steak and broccoli. (laughs) So he says, say what you mean. Or don't beat around the bush. Right? Just get to the point. Or what do you want me, what do you want me to do? Just tell me his part. What do you want me to do? That's a fixer-upper. How long do you need to talk? Because I have to go somewhere. <laughs> like, what? Well, I'm like I mean, bearing my heart right now. I, I had my a heart meeting. is in pieces. I had a meeting. And he's like, I, I, I get, I get to, before we started can we talking. table your heart to 5 p.m.? Hello. Oh, the result of response, drama queen. They, get on, offend, they get offended and they shrink back. All right, the next one. And I think we're done. The peacekeeper. Pastor Che, the peacekeeper. (laughs) (laughs) Wants to avoid the conflict. Just don't want to... If they had a song, it would be, Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? 
Right? I love you. You love Bonnie, me. All We're day. happy family. That, that's their song. That's their theme song. They sound like, okay, okay, don't let it bother you. Don't let it bother you. They were just having a bad day. It's all right. You know? No, no. Look on the bright side. Look on the bright side. Yes, it's my fault. I take all of it. I take all of it. It's okay. I can handle it. I take all of it. Don't get angry about it. You know, I'll do whatever it takes just to calm you down. Just, just, just be okay. The result of response on the other person is pride because then they feel they're still right. So they don't make any changes because the peacemaker absorbs all the fault. So the other person is convinced that, okay, well, I, I had a right to go off like that or I had a right to be like that or I had, but, but the peacemaker just doesn't want the conflict, right? So I don't think I have any more. Is there any more slides? Oh, the lover. This is the Bible person. This is how we should be. They want to communicate based on 1 Corinthians 13. That's their motive. That's me. Go yes. on, describe me, baby. Go ahead and do it. Yes. By faith. By That's faith. That's what I was about to say. Call those things that be as though they are. Be not. Be, as no, they be as they are. Praise the Lord. Look, amen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is it. This is their motto. I'll be what you need at the moment so you can be the best for a lifetime. Isn't that good? The Lord gave me that. It's about us, not about me. Us, we, ours, let's, together. These are the terminologies that they want to be using. The resultant response is reciprocation. We thrive in an environment like that. We grow. So if we need to communicate and you need to acquiesce for a moment so that person can be built up, fine. And then the person will reciprocate. It has to be reciprocated. Also, it's not to say it's my money. This is my house. I was here first. Those are my kids. No, no, no. It has to be ours. It has to be we. It has to be let's do this versus I want us to do this and this is what we're going to do. I'm the head of the household. You got it? So let me give you seven effective keys very quickly, even though we have, let's see, it is 1028. So let me do this in two minutes. You can watch it on video or you can listen to it. These are keys that come straight from God's word. Here's the first one. They kind of rhyme. And that is, uh, and this is to marital communication. Remove distractions and any contraption. In other words, the, the most disrespected way of communicating with your spouse is when your focus is divided between your cell phone, the TV, the children, the dishes, the television. No, no, no. When you are talking... Remove every distraction and any contraption. Here's number two. Say we and not the, T-H-E-E, most of the time. In other words, try to avoid saying you to your spouse. If the problem has arose, then it's best to talk about how we are going to solve the problem. For example, if you needed to discuss a problem about the credit card... It went over. Say, this is how you should say it. Baby, the credit card statement was extremely high this month. What can we do to decrease this or eliminate this? Okay, so yes. How can we, we, not D. Right. So yes. So he will say, yeah, you do good on that because he's like, sweet. I'm just telling you, you're getting out there, girl. You're getting out there. Now, the poor way, the poor way is, baby, you spent too much money this month. Why did you buy this? And why did you buy that? And why did you buy this? Or let's and, go through it. Who's, well, whose charge is that? Whose charge is that? Let me tell you how to eliminate most of that. Give her her own money to spend. 
when she gets her, my, my wife got her own money to spend. You know, she has in the budget, there is a pastor Sarah line. I that money it. is transferred over. I don't care what she do with it. If she wants to smoke it, it don't matter to me. I mean, you know what I mean, but really. She want to burn it up. That's her problem. Here's number three. No, it's her money. Her money. Her money. Number three. This is how you communicate. Shut up while they speak up. In other words, avoid interrupting your spouse while they are speaking. There are two things about that. When two people talk at the same time, a competition will take place. Or if two people are talking, no one is listening. James 1.19 says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Here's number four. Be straight without going around the gate. But you sometimes have to love for the going around the gate. Well, well, listen. We have to build up our courage. In other words, be direct about what you need to discuss. If you are a beat around the bush communicator, then Uh try to remember to state the issue up front and then elaborate afterwards Why? because the person is going to say okay let's just say you say babe I wrecked the car well the person is going to say how did that happen and then you're going to be able to explain but if you say you know babe today I was riding on work today and I stopped by Burger King and did Starbucks and then you know I had to answer a message from heaven uh, and then I had to do this and, this and then say oh by the way you know I had a wreck in the parking lot She's not that bad. She's not that bad. Here's the next one. Here's the next one. This is how they communicate. A white lie leaves a black mark. A white lie leaves a black mark. In other words, tell the truth and be honest because one lie slowly deteriorates trust. Like when you buy this stuff and then you hide it in the bushes or you hide it in the trunk. (laughs) Oh, or you'd be like, sweet, where'd you get that from? Oh, what? Sometimes I act like I don't hear the question. Exactly. Anybody does That's that? That's why I know we have a problem. Anybody does that? He's like, sweet. I'll be like, huh? He goes, why are you acting like you didn't hear it? What'd you say? I said, huh? <laughs> Listen, trust is the super glue to every relationship. Lies in a relationship are just like high blood pressure is to the body. It will slowly kill the relationship. Proverbs 8, 7, and 8 says, For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. Here's number seven, or number six, and then we'll be done here. Communicate to know and not just to show. You're not communicating to prove that you're right. You're communicating to stay on the same page. Communication is not just to get the person to understand your point, but for you to understand theirs as well. Ask questions for clarity and before assuming what you thought they said, if you didn't get it, just say what I heard you say is. And so that way they can tell you if what you think you heard, you actually heard. One of the one of the mottos we kind of try to live by is it's better to be reconciled than right. Right. It's better to be reconciled than right. So you're saying with all the different personalities and so on, as he's given us keys, what do we do? Again, it's to remember if love is our platform, if love is a foundation, if the word, the Holy Spirit, the relationship we have with God is the platform by which we communicate. Love is kind. Love is considerate. Love is patient. 
You know, love doesn't judge first. Love, love goes beyond. Do you know what I mean? If that is our platform and you're coming into the conversation with that motive, with that heart, with that intent, you're never going to say right. what you're saying in a wrong way. Let me, let me give an example real quick. Landon went to a dentist. My wife took him. And they said he had three cavities. So my wife went to a different dentist and they saw only one cavity. And so Landon came to me this week and said, Dad, did Mom tell you about what happened at the dentist? And I was like, yeah, she did. I said, uh, he said, they said, the first people said I had only three cavities, and these people said I only had one. I said, yeah, Landon, sometimes people are trying to get over and make money on you. He's eight. What kind of This is what I said to him. Which is true, but you know. And then this is what Landon says, because love thinks no evil. Landon says, well, Dad, maybe they had bad technology. I thought, this boy here is Joel Osteen. Oh, my gosh. Here's the last one. When you're communicating with your spouse, if you win, you lose. Never start out communicating with the intention or motivation of winning or you both will end up losing. The purpose of communicating is to get the same mind, determine the same direction, and end with unity. On the same page. Come on, give the Lord a hand count. Did y'all learn yeah, something today? Same page. Amen. Well, I hope you guys, you know, we'll probably kind of flow over a little bit next week into some of this because you want to find, you know, what's the right way to communicate. I just want to encourage you again, read 1 Corinthians 13. Let that be your study guide this week as you didn't love, trust all, it believes all. And I love the Holy Spirit to temple. Allow the Holy Spirit to temper our emotions, temper. You know, we have a default in mind, but when we submit and surrender our default, when we become uh, surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, then at any time, even if we're functioning in our normal way of communicating, mm-hmm. he has the right to interrupt us and say, hey, back up. Communicate how I want you to communicate. Speak how I want you to communicate. Because, you know, the Bible says in Proverbs that, you know, if your words are like, um, if they're laden with honey, they're, they're just better to digest than if they're just, you know, you're going to put them in vinegar. So it's better to lace your words with the intent in mind. Let's get on the same page because unity If we can get into agreement and into unity, the Bible says it's like ointment. It's like the anointing oil that flows down from the beard of Aaron all the way down to the skirt. And there is a commanded blessing. You want blessing in your house? Find the way to communicate. It's going to give give and take. But at the end of the day, Jesus Christ is Lord of our marriages. Jesus Christ is the umpire. Jesus Christ is the end and the beginning of it. If what we're doing, what we're saying, how we're treating each other is not the way of Christ. And as Christians, then we must abandon that thought and find a new way to function according to the word. Amen. That's it. There are some words that have been said in you all's relationships that have hurt each other that you need to let go today. Listen to what I'm saying. Because the Spirit of God, while she was talking, says you need to take authority over the hurt and pain that have been created from words that were said that either meant meant them or didn't mean them. They were just said. And so some of you all, uh, uh, there's distance in between you because some things have been said. And you're going to have to let them go. And, and so after we leave today, don't discuss what that, was, what that thing was. Because I believe the Spirit of God has the power now to erase that feeling 
that has come from those negative words from your spouse. Every head bow. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for the power of discernment. Every relationship in this room that have heard words that were not seasoned with salt, words that were not filled with grace to the hearer, Words that tore down and not build up. Every word. Every negative conversation. Every negative thing that has been said or spoken or thought. Thank you that the name of Jesus is greater than any other name. And so, Father, I pray that the blood of Jesus Christ, which cleanses us and washes us, will go into the minds, the souls, the heart, and the spirit of every relationship and every person. And Father, begin to use the spiritual delete button to delete conversations, to delete negative words, to delete negative feelings and emotions that may have taken place that is creating division. And I declare in Jesus' name that the blood today is reuniting marriages. And every person's going to walk out of this room with a new slate. They're going to give their, their marriage and their partner a new beginning. And we declare this as being so in the mighty name of Jesus. With every head still bowed, if you're here today, you say, Pastor Evan, I'm not saved. I want